While I am um, a little bit traumatised about the basketball that I've seen today, it's just been two Game 7s um, in the uh, second round of the NBA playoffs. I'm a bit stunned. JT, how are you feeling? I'm not stunned. I'm feeling quite vindicated. May the vindication start. It's time for the podcast. We, Paul will show up at some point, I'm sure. I think he's on a bus or something. It's time for Advanced Analytics. JT, you said you're feeling vindicated. I reckon you're a bit of a mixed bag because I say that I vote as a hater. Like I, 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 I root against uh, Ja Morant and Luka Doncic because I'm evil and I don't want to see those guys succeed because I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm, I need to go to therapy about that. But JT, I feel like you vote for that your, with your heart. You, 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 you picked some crazy picks with your heart. You, you went all in on Bede and you went all in on Doncic. And I'd say you were 50% successful. So you're, you're kind of semi-vindicated, I would say. I will admit, yeah, so 50% on total volume, but you've got to weight it, right? Maverick, <laughs> no one else picked the Mavericks, so that's worth more than Philly losing. What I love about you is you've been a huge Mavericks fan for like the last however long Doncic has been in the league, slash white supremacist. And I, <laughs> so I want you to defend yourself. I realize that was a ruthless joke, and I really should give you a chance on that. No, no denial. He's wearing a Doncic jersey right now. Oh, and no, I'm not actually, I don't, I'm not going to actually, I'm not a white nationalist for the record. But what oh, would yeah. my defense be other than I'm not one? How do you defend yourself <laughs> against that? I don't know. You might just go, oh, no, or something just so people just say no, because people don't know you that well. I marched, I marched in all them Black Lives Matters um, protests in Auckland, like the first one I did all of them. Oh, good on you, man. So I'm on the record. Yeah. Oh, and, I, and I've made, I've made a lot of, um, Oh, I stopped doing I stopped doing social media posts about social issues, but I was doing that for a time. You could probably get those. Why did you stop doing posts about social issues? Uh, I did. I stopped when that um, Black Square one went on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh man, I don't think we're helping. Really, I think we could probably just change things instantly if we cared that much." Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a, that was a um, that was quite a profound answer. Okay, so um, so you you love the Mavs. You love Dodge. I love how in the group chat at one point, which well, the group chat is just me and JT because Paul never comes in because he's mortified yeah, by stretching spoilers. the word group really. And JT never says anything because he's a, he's worried that he's going to do spoilers for Paul. So it's basically just me texting into the void is what it is. But JT occasionally will weigh in with something like, hey, guys, I'm actually really liking the Mavs this year. I was like, you've liked the Mavs for the last four years. I'll, yeah, I lurk on the group thread. I'm like a like, lurker. I read, but I don't. I'm too scared to comment, so then I'll comment to you privately. <laughs> so we've got based two on what lurkers, I've... <laughs> we've got two lurkers and me just dictating. But um, what a surprise you like the Mavs. I know you like the Mavs. Before this podcast started, JT said, what, beads, what team beads are you wearing? And I didn't know what he was saying. And then I looked at the screen and noticed he was wearing New Orleans Mardi Gras style Dallas Mavericks brand spray paint um, team supporter piece. It's the worst piece of NBA merch I've ever seen. He's wearing the worst NBA jersey I've ever seen, which is the graffiti Luka Doncic jersey, lime green and baby blue. JT, you look like an absolute freak show. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm actually feeling really good. Um, but I, I've got a lot of so I've just seen the Suns get absolutely destroyed by the Mavericks. But as much as I love the Mavericks and thought they played well, the Sun there is definitely something crazy going on. In the Suns, right? Like multiple players appear to not try and or 
be attempting to lose that game. Do you, and I've got a theory. Oh, I'd love to hear it because it's a similar it's similar criticism that people had of the Philadelphia and their elimination game where James Harden just lay down and died in the second half. What's your theory? Oh, no, I think it's way different from that though Like because the Suns, their model was working all year. Like I'm sure guys have niggles and stuff, but nothing really, like, really changed. They just all of a sudden were like absolute shit and Devin Booker didn't look like he didn't want to shoot and they had no strategy other than just Jay Crowder, which is crazy. For people who don't know, it was a 40-point blowout today. The Suns got absolutely destroyed. And this is the fact that blew my mind. It was, um, there was only one field goal from um, Chris Paul, uh, DeAndre Ayton, or Devin Booker in the first half. Only one. It was a DeAndre Ayton dunk. And get this, Chris Paul and Devin Booker didn't score until the Suns were down 40. Let that melt your brain. Sorry, JT, back to you. Yeah, no, that's very good. Yeah, 123 to 90, and that's flattering, that scoreline. They yeah. were up 40, over 40 points. And it, I think at halftime, Luca had outscored the entire Suns <laughs> bench. It was quite crazy to see. Like, It was a good Luca game, and the Mavericks looked good, but they didn't look that good. The Suns no, was... looked pitiful. Well, I mean, how much can, can you attribute to good Mavs defense? And, and what an interesting narrative that is, because... In the early wins for the Suns, where it looked like they were going to cakewalk it, as I predicted, and was obviously proven badly wrong, um, the the criticism of the Mavs would be like they're all offense and they've got no D, and then just they they slowly ratcheted up to the pressure, and they made Chris Paul a legendary player um, who was just smashing it in the first round and playing for his legacy. Just like it was almost sad how much they just destroyed him. Yeah, it was sad. But do you think also we owe the Jazz? A little more credit than they were given. Maybe like this, the Mavs crazy three three guard. Well, not that they run three guards at the same time, but having Brunson, Doncic, and then Dinwiddie off the bench is actually just really hard to defend when you've got nothing but shooters. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we were very harsh last podcast, especially me on the Jazz. No, I I, I don't think so. I still think the Warriors will figure out the um, the Mavericks defense, but the Suns couldn't, and that's a well rounded NBA team. Well, I've got. Before I get into my conspiracy theory, though, I would like to ask you one question: Why, why in the Suns series did Jay Crowder hardly ever take Luca or tr- like they the switch? I mean, obviously they're doing heaps of switches to try and get on a small guard, but yeah. I never saw Crowder pick Luca up on defense. Like, on defense, yeah, wouldn't he be the ideal person? No, I think he's he's older, not good at defense, is he? But Crowder's big and a former like defensive stopper, you know, he's like in the LeBron mm. stopper model. I, I don't think um, the Luca even played that well. I mean, he had a good game seven, but like, and he, he came in game six as well. But like the games before that, Luca was scoring. No, strong disagree. And I think this is why this is my argument for Harden. Okay, can I just say this? You know how Paul hates Russell Westbrook? JT has that same amount of passion, but for love of Luca. Can I say this? And I, and I rest, don't get me wrong, Luca was great. He's the focal point of the team's off it, offense. But he was scoring 25 points on 25 shots. Like, it wasn't that amazing. I know he's the whole offense, and so it's expected he'll be inefficient. But still, I was just like, it wasn't amazing until the last game, really. Seemed last but, game, maybe. but his main thing is to shoot enough so they always think he's going to shoot. So that it's the gravity <laughs> thing, right? No, but seriously, like, as long as he's yeah. chucking. Yeah. Because he's, that's what, and that's what. He also throws up some harder. horrific, he throws up some horrific shots as well, though. Oh, terrible. And he, he's not that solid a shooter. He doesn't. I don't ever feel confident when he's shooting. But <laughs> but that's what to my point. That's what James Harden needs to do. Like Luca's not fast by any stretch of the imagination. He's just big and can dribble and pass and just drives 
hard over and over and kicks he, out. Like it's a pretty simple has, recipe. No, nah, but it's more than that though. Cause I mean, anyone, otherwise I would have made the NBA. He has um, amazing moves. It's hard to even know what to call them. Just like slow old man basketball moves that just get him good shots. Like it's, I don't know why more players don't do it, but he's just he's just got this amazing gift. It's hard to. But what I'm saying is, there's one player specifically who has all the skills to adopt that game. Yeah, now he's not you... fast anymore. James Harden should go the fat guy. Like, yeah, Luca. What Luca was real skinny when he came into the league. <laughs> Your obsession with James Harden and Luka Doncic, and especially their body weight, has been the most fantastic, consistent thing. Besides Paul being mentally ill for the Orlando Magic, like it's good on you for sticking to that narrative. It's a real lovely story arc to this whole journey we've been on. Well, do you want my conspiracy now? Yeah, I am frothing for it. I'm fizzing. Uh, so here it is, and you're here to hear first. I believe the Suns were like paid off at the top because <laughs> um, they don't because they don't want the Suns winning because that Sava report's about to come out. Imagine the headlines, Robert Sava. I don't actually know the details, but I think. At, at the very least, a creep, right? Can we get sued in New yeah. Zealand for slandering people overseas? What uh, laws apply? I actually have no idea. That's a good question, eh? I mean, maybe if... Yeah. Robert Sava allegations. I reckon yeah, the chance of Sava's illegal team hearing this podcast would be low, but I'm not going to rule it out. I mean, this okay, is a great well, podcast, so why wouldn't the Phoenix Suns listen to this? Allegations of misogyny and racism. And yeah. I, I honestly I believe that this is, this is going back years the report's about to come out imagine how embarrassing it'd be for the nba mm. to have the font to have the um the champions shortly thereafter have a report about their owner imagine the headlines it would it would almost be as embarrassing as announcing games in dubai where um being gay is punishable by death have they done that recently i think so yeah i thought it was just like influencers that went to dubai for reasons unknown and the Formula One and uh, wrestling and MMA and everything goes to Dubai. Mm. Did you know that that tall building in Dubai, and this is all facts I've got from Reddit, so don't listen to me. I don't think it has plumbing. It's not like cooked, you know, the, the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. And if a 12 year old, the 12 year old inside me loves tall buildings and loves that building. It's, it's one of the most amazing structures men's ever built, but it doesn't have plumbing. So they have to every day drive like dozens of septic tank trucks to go there and like plumb the septic tank like it's a rural, a farm well, in rural New Zealand. Well, so, so the building is occupied. But yes, by someone was just, people. So someone just like forgot to put the plumbing in? No, they just like, Dubai like has been planned so badly as a city that none of the roads or none of the pipes or none of the water works. So they have to like pipe out their own shit, I think. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but I've seen it. It's been posted on Reddit at least three times. So I'm pretty sure you count that as a fact. Um, yep, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, so well, are you going to agree with my, do you agree with my? No, that was one of the most okay. pathetic things. I love how you started it with, you heard it here first, as if anyone else will be saying this theory. Well, let me ask you something. Do you think anyone in the Suns believes an NBA team can win a Western Conference, or win their way to the finals playing Bismarck Biombo in 2022? <laughs> Yeah, but they were, des- they were desperate. Like, they obviously, I don't know. I'm just trying to think what they were desperate to stop. Nuts. Something's going on. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're desperate to stop a, like a ghost. What? <laughs> what is he stopping? So if, De- if DeAndre Aiden is too slow to stay with Luca, yeah. who is Biombo guarding? Do you know the Brismat Biombo story? Um, this will make you feel bad about laughing about old Bismarck. Um, funny name, by the way. Is he named after like a, like a f- king I from... 
I, well, I think it might be some uncomfortable colonial history there. Colonial history. Okay, yeah, good point. It probably means king in like Dutch or something. Okay, we won't get into that. But Bismarck Biombo, one of the great names in the NBA. Oh, do you know there's a guy who plays rugby for the um, uh, the Auckland Blues and his name's um, Ricky Riccatelli? That's great a name. good name. Uh, okay, so Bismarck Biombo, um, I think, and again, this is Reddit knowledge here, so don't quote me. You are now about to witness the power of Reddit knowledge. Um, that was deep cut, eh? Uh, he had to retire from the NBA, partly because he wasn't good enough, but partly because um, his dad got sick with COVID and he went back to Africa to look after his dad and his dad passed. And then he returned to the NBA, he took a year off basketball to collect his thoughts. And then he came back to play a season in honour of his dad and donate his entire salary to building a hospital and his dad's legacy. Hero. Okay. That is, I, got, I got chills saying that out loud, and I already knew what the end of that was. That's unbelievable. Like, I wish I was. I wish I could do anything good in my life, but I can't yeah, do that's it. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, um, and also, Bismarck Biombo must have so much money because he signed a horrific contract. Was it the Magic who gave it to him? Who who poached him away nah, from the wasn't it, Yeah, it, someone it wasn't to Charlotte. He went. He bounced around. I think it might have been Orlando. It big, might have been Orlando. Money, yeah. Oh, maybe maybe Charlotte took him, and then um, Orlando was like, "Damn, we got to get that Bismarck Biombo at fifteen million deal." Was that was that when that um, when Mozgov got signed as well? Was that that crazy? It probably was that crazy year when the cap went up, and you know there was one year when the cap went up and the Warriors signed Kevin Durant, and there was another year when the cap went up and uh, the Lakers signed oh. uh, Timothy Mozgov. Oh, I've got bargain. it here. I've got it here. It's absolutely incredible. So 2015-16, he was paid like 2.8 million a year, and then the, the magic signed the magic signed into like a five-year deal at 17 million a year. Oh, I wish traded him after two. I wish Paul would. What would you say the number was again? 17 mil a year. We should just stretch this chat out a little bit longer, just in case Paul signs in at this point, so we could celebrate this magic mayhem together. Um, but yeah, what a capitulation. I must say, I said this, I've always hated Chris Paul, but I was rooting for him. It, out of the um, previous series, it's it the way he just, just, I mean, New Orleans isn't a great team, but the way he dismantled them single-handedly, you're like, man, this guy, he's, it's one last chance, 37 years old. He turned 37, and since he turned 37, he's averaged four field goals made a game. From shooting perfect in the field to forgetting how to shoot basically it's it's a tragedy Jesus, i'm not far off that vintage and i was expecting my life to really turn like an athletic performance to really turn around <laughs> <laughs> i don't want yeah. i don't i don't want to hear things go downhill hey but one guy who's not 37 or two guys that aren't 37 that really are up there with the biggest flops i've ever seen but mm. i've defended booker for years yeah that is a quite horrific blight on his legacy what a loser. And um, and also, he was kind of throwing Aiton under the bus. It's hard to tell, but there was a little bit of a Philadelphia and B Doc Rivers kind of vibe to the way Aiton was being treated. I think there might be some. I think Aiton may be... Um, okay, so obviously, you've discounted my conspiracy theory, but yes. my, sec- my second theory, which may be fact, <laughs> is that um, there's some sort of... In a, in a, well, my wife said that she, she claims that she could tell Devin Booker was hungover. I'm not... I'm not verifying that. But <laughs> I love that. Shout to your wife. That, get her on the pod. That's that's better than anything Paul said in three years. Yeah, potentially. But what was going on in Aiton? So he played 17 minutes, and he's and he scored two more points than Booker and 
Paul, why didn't they play him again? Did he jerk any? Did he throw a fit in the changing rooms or something? Foul trouble. He couldn't. Him and Paul were really struggling with those floaters and mid range games, and it might be just the pressure. But like uh, again, but uh, you can't honestly tell me that Biombo is better than Aiden. Speak, I mean, uh, speak, of, speak the of the devil. Paul Williams, the devil incarnate himself, has logged into the chat. Paul, how you going? Just in time to catch you rubbishing Biombo, magic legend. <laughs> yeah, we thought. We- <laughs> We actually had just had yes. an in-depth, in-depth discussion about how much how much do you think Biombo was worth per year salary in 2015-16, Paul? If you had to put a number on it. Biombo? He's paid three and a half million now, yeah. How much do you think the market would have paid him in 2015-2016-17? Uh, am I trying to guess or am I saying what he was worth? But you tell me what you think he was worth. Um... I, I don't remember. Know. This was a time. This was a time when the best the best players in the NBA got like twenty five million. Yeah, but am I guessing how much I think he was paid, or what? It's I just a joke, him? mate. Just say okay. any number. Um, um eighteen million. <laughs> yeah, very good guess. Yes, after after playing in 2015, 22 minutes a game and averaging five point five five point five points. Oh my god! Oh, sorry, that's playoffs. That's playoffs. That's bad. Sorry. But no, the uh, playoffs. The, it was this playoff performance for the Raptors in the first round that was what got him that oh, contract. The Magic at, saw that and were like, "We've got to get a piece of that." No, sorry, I was actually correct. Yeah, twenty-two minutes a game, five point five points. Orlando was a shrewd piece of business. <laughs> picked him up for a cool five seventeen million a year over five years, and he backed it up. He paid it back. The very next, he had a huge increase in minutes played next year for the Magic. 22 minutes to 22.1. And you know the points came with it, averaging, <laughs> averaging around six. I won't stand for this because – do you? so you think that's a bad contract? <laughs> he actually spent that money What do you on, think of that? Because, well, he actually spent that money on building a school in the <laughs> – He built a school with all those bricks he'd be building from the – shooting from the free throw line, bro. No, anyway. no, he built it with the money that, that Magic gave him. And Paul, do you also, know that... Um, that was, there yeah. was a fun spell there where we had Serge Ibaka and Bismack and they were no. and they were blocking shots. Um, <laughs> they weren't winning games, but... They, they were, were, they were, they were running the floor, they were blocking shots. So, Paul? So, yeah. so 2016-17, as the absolute dawn of the modern small ball era, did Orlando just double down on the old Twin Towers yes. strategy? Oh, yeah. that's so good. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a visual feast. Um, oh, Paul's now leaving. Okay, bye, Paul. He's had enough of this. Um, oh, I was going to ask him, is, is, series, any final takes on um, Phoenix? I'm still, I'm still, I don't know what to say, because I had some things written down, but I just, uh, that kind of all went out the window. I, I was ba- backing the Suns at home to close out Dallas so heavily. I was so I've disappointed. Got some, I've got some other hot takes. I've got two more takes that I think. I like us. Your, t- your takes are smoking hot as well, so I appreciate well, you. One of them I don't even think is hot. I think it's it's by this stage has to be considered tepid. Yeah. Luka Doncic is the is the ultimate and only playoff guy. You know, playoff Paul and all that stuff. Mm. Luka's the best playoff player in history. Okay, you're an idiot. Like he, he's never he's like he incredible. wasn't even he wasn't even that good in the series. He was good. 
but he wasn't even by his standards because he has in the past been superb. No, um, but, you, you might be able to make that argument statistically for greatest offensive player, but even then that's not true because he's never made it past like the second round. The reason Still. Maxi Kleber is and is scoring like you know, 400 three-pointers a series is because he's wide open because of Luka. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you okay. want to hear my other one? Yeah, oh yeah, okay, go for it. Paul, and get ready your, your takes because we're going to try and move on to Boston next. So, um, uh, yeah, JT. JT's been blazing hot, so you're going to have to come in pretty crazy to help crazy this now. So, yeah, Jason Kidd, who I don't... Jason Kidd, who I have traditionally not liked uh, for we personal all, yeah, coaching for reasons. For personal reasons, yeah. I believe that he and Luca might be the greatest stylistic combination of coach and player and superstar in modern history. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're a mad dog. Well, in terms I of physical you. appearance... No, like game style, like you know oh. how he's Jason Kidd's just like pure defensive. Yeah, right. And Luca doesn't like play or do anything in defense. <laughs> so it's really I've got to I've got to eat some crow. No, Luca's defense improved. I've got to eat some crow here because I've rubbished Luca the whole time, and I agree that he's a, a thrilling playoff player to watch. But I'm really disparaging of the Bucks, who I enjoyed. Like the Bucks, you've got to give them credit for fighting um, with their second best player and main ball handler um, and main three point shooter and best um, player. injured. Uh, no, second best player. No, you're that's ludicrous. But watching Doncic up isn't in the NBA with, with the with, with with the ball in the air before Game Seven, I wrote these names that the usage of those two players, Giannis and Luca is comical. Like, they rely on that player to score 40 points, and people are like, wow, they scored 40 points. You don't realise. Their usage is so high. Luca's hoisting up so many shots per game that they have to score 40. Otherwise, it's a failure, you know? And I, I, I thought that Mavs' offence was horrific to watch. It's so slow and uh, frozen a lot. And I thought the same about the Bucks, but the Bucks at least had an excuse. Um, but I must say, he did prove me wrong in that Game 7 where the... Uh, the Mavs, uh, yeah, looked a lot better and the Suns looked pathetic. Sorry, JT, you wanted to debunk that? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to buy some time. Okay, Paul, <laughs> you come in. Um, hit us with, a, hit us with uh, some crazy thoughts that you have about that, well, uh, that game today. I essentially missed it. I turned it on um, with <laughs> Paul, about, you always no, no, no. deliver the goods. No, 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 here's the thing. I was like, I was like do I wait? And Because I, I woke up and I watched... Um, the the other game essentially <laughs> you can't remember who was playing yeah and then there was about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and I thought do I wait till it is over or do I just jump in now and watch it live for the last eight minutes yeah and I thought I'm gonna jump in it's gonna be it's gonna be close I jump in and the game's over you know it's a fifty point lead and so basically I was just like ah. Oh. Um, there's there's no point really. I kind of had it on the background, the rest of it, but um, yeah. I, I'm what? embarrassed. To, yeah. No, you go. I'm embarrassed to say that I sent Paul a private message today, and uh, the private message I sent um, was to say that my prediction is that the Mavs are going to lose Game Seven, and JT is going to come on the podcast now that Embiid and Doncic are out. And say he hates basketball. Just put on just basketball again. So I've got to embarrassingly admit. I saw I sent that message to Paul. I got to embarrassingly admit JT that I did send Paul that message, and he can probably corroborate that. I never check my you. messages. You could have kept it to yourself. Now, the final thing I'd like to say: <laughs> Luca is the best number one superstar in the NBA. Yeah. 
I like that he was like before he was like I need to buy some time and then I could see him like <laughs> frantically like like searching the internet and then he came back and that was it yeah um, as you, I was hoping to um, counter Guy's point about usage trait but he's he's got like 44% usage <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing but hey but hey look 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 right now the teams are the unproven Celtics who struggled against the Bucks missing um, according to JT their best player I'd say second best player um, the Heat, who look ropey as heck, um, and the Warriors, who um, lost to the Grizzlies without uh, Ja Morant by 50 points. So it's like shivers. Any of those four teams could be the champion. And if well, Luka Doncic I want to take could carry the, these Mavs there, I was like, far out. You might wanna, be saying he's the greatest player. I want to take a life. second to talk about predictions. Because my predictions yeah. with a dash of JT on the money. I Were took, they? Well, I picked Warriors, Heat. You picked Bucks. I picked... Uh, I picked. You no, definitely picked the Bucks. Oh, you picked the Heat, didn't you? No, no, no. I picked preseason. I picked Heat. Um, oh God, we make so many predictions. In this no, 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 no. I wrote them yeah. down earlier because I listened. I picked Heat Warriors at the start of the year, and then prior to the playoffs, I picked Celtics Warriors, and then wow. JT's picked Dallas. So ch- chuck that in. Yeah, but JT also picked James Harden to go back to. Uh, we've all made horror. We the thing about this pod is we make so many predictions that you can go back and find the good ones. I, no, 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 no. I've been on fire this year. Yeah, no, but you picked the Celtics, and then last pod you you said you were sick of me and JT also picking the oh, Celtics. Oh yeah, so oh yeah, yeah. I guess, but that was kind of like I mean that was, it was a close series, and I mean yeah. the Bucks might have won if they'd had Middleton. Well, let's move to that series now. Um, JT, what do you think of the Celtics? Uh, dismantling the Bucks uh, at home. I will admit I've made some of the worst predictions I think I've ever made in my life this year. <laughs> and I've said some of the some of the most patently false information. But one thing I was right about is We all have, mate. We all have. And that's what makes this podcast great. I said the Bucks were going nowhere. You can't have... You can't be led by a superstar that can't shoot in 2022. I no, knew no, it was no, going no, nowhere. Wait, is this on Giannis? Yeah, Giannis isn't good You're enough. mental. But, Giannis but, was unbelievable. Also, I, I, I don't like how Twitter's like. There was a person who was like, Giannis and the Bucks the last five years, and it was like second round loss, first round loss, Eastern Conference but they won. championship, yeah. second round <laughs> loss, and I was like, yeah, what they won, like, like yeah, one out of five matter. is good. Yeah, one. Yeah, like, also, once you win, also it's like, give them some respect. In the season, on a severely injured Bucks team. With a, a little slightly flawed, flawed roster where they have to play that white guy from Duke. I don't even want to say his name. Also, I've forgotten it. Grayson Allen. Um, he was unbelievable in this series and they finally slowed him down. He, he, he was a bit bad in game, in game seven, but like shit, he'd done so well up until that point. It's amazing. Hey, Grayson he Allen. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no um, you Giannis said what you said. Don't you try Grayson and change it. Don't try re- and change uh, Grayson Allen was good in the first series. I will say this, but he's not, he's not, he shouldn't be a major minutes player for a finals contender. Well, you were just talking like he was this star player. So what what is what a good series though Bucks versus uh, Celtics it was very entertaining um, the flopping was out of control um, and I can't tell if I love Marcus Smart should be my favorite player but I seem to hate well, him no nah, he's hateable he's very hateable I will say I love Giannis I'd say one of my favorite players currently but mm. part of me does feel like occasionally call him for a charge like. He does do a charge fifty percent of the time. 
No, 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 no. Just because you flop doesn't mean it's not a foul. If you if you just go through someone, it's still a foul. No, so so they need to they need to change the rules around charging. I hate to about refereeing. Nate Duncan had the point. Nate Duncan, who JT hates for some reason, quite an obscure commentator. He had the point that Giannis is the hardest player to referee in the NBA. Um, I'd say probably LeBron probably still is, but yeah, Giannis is up there as well. A big, strong player. And there's a problem with the charging rules and that to, char- to take a charge, basically, you have to align your body in a way that is going to flop, flop back. You know, like you put you both your feet. You know, normally if you're going to brace yourself from a, for a seven-foot um, athlete running towards you, you'd put one foot behind the other to try and... Um, who's doing some, like, dishes in their I house? Think I think it might it's, be your, um, yeah, it's your yours. relative. Oh, is it my dad? Yeah. Mm. Hey, Gazza. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> hey, Gazza. Um, okay. So to draw a charge, the fact you have to set your feet like perpendicular to the player in a way that's very stri- stri- uh, unsound, it's like if you if you just stood with one foot behind the other, you get a better char- a judge of whether these players are flopping or not, you know? I don't know. Could you – is there any rule against – could you get all five players standing – like on an angle around the um, inner circle mm. and for, like do like a force a charge, like instantly from the tip off, just run back and form a protective circle around the hoop, like arm in arm, but all think... slightly different angles. So there's no way that someone <laughs> can get through that. Well, I feel like I that was partly theory. what the Celtics were doing, but um, that's what the argue, Heat did in the bubble, right? I would argue just shoot some threes, but um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you has, funny that, raised a good point. I, I do feel like the Bucks, threes. the Bucks got found out by the Celtics just being like, "Okay, we will shoot threes, and we'll make enough to, you know, like because the 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 well, Bucks, they didn't, they the didn't, Bucks really, didn't get really they didn't get found out. They they ran it to seven games. It was a pretty tight. Yeah, I know, but just like I feel like the Celtics hitting their threes was what what kind of did it to me for me. Hmm. Also, slowing down Giannis in Game Seven was pretty important. Oh, how's it going, Dad? My dad's here, lurking over the podcast. Good, good, good. The big basketball news of the week was that the Saints lost their fourth game in a row tonight. That is quite. That is quite good news. Uh, Dad saying the Wellington Saints. You guys hear that? Wellington Saints yeah, have yeah. lost four games in a row. Commiserations Sh- to the Saints. Shocking news. They're like the. Um, uh, how would you compare them to? What are they like? The Real Madrid of. New Zealand basketball, where they have the best team and win almost every year, except for the years I played for them. But they're bringing in a new import in a couple of days, and they're going to surge to the lead. Thanks, Dad. Guaranteed. Uh, why are you, but what about the Nelson Giants, mate? They're pretty good. They're, um, Nelson Giants are three from four, aren't they? Uh, oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit about the Nelson Giants. Oh, that's Giants a real relief about the Saints, though. Um, how many, uh, many three-pointers? Like the best content that... Best content that this podcast has produced in <laughs> two years. <laughs> Mate, this podcast has been going longer than two years. You haven't heard the horrific shit we did before you got here. Um, <laughs> any other Boston Celtics uh, takes? I'm looking Bucks at takes? It was a, a very a wildly entertaining series. Definitely the best one. Is it interesting that not many of these games have been close? I know I probably said this last week, but um, surprising that there were so many such swings in the games, but every game was kind of like comfortably won, except for that thriller that, um, Giannis and because we've got to remember that. Does anyone remember the Drew Holiday block where um, the Celtics uh, had the ball down one after Giannis missed a free throw, which turned to the advantage because he was fouled and he didn't have the chance to tie. And uh, Portis got the rebound, put it back at you. Oh, Do you yeah. guys remember that play? Yeah, and yeah. The Celtics five days ago. Went, yeah, but it was, it was an amazing play. I thought Drew Holiday's block where he caught the ball, he caught the shot oh, yeah. one handed. It was one of the most unbelievable blocks I've ever seen. I know. 
this is a where amazing Jerry. happens. Yeah, amazing. He was, really. a, he, he was a little bit exposed just because he's not supposed to do such an offensive workload, but he, he kind of came through in the clutch for them so, after. Yeah. Um, Ime Aduka, Aduka mm. he um, is an awesome coach, what, but I've never really, he never really gets any press in the, um, in your average body pot NBA podcast. Is he not much of a, does he not play the media game or something? I think he has. He's he's very new. There's no narrative around him. Like he's only it's his first year coaching, right? What's that mask strategy he goes for? What do you like, mean? Mask always, he, always like he just instantly, he's riding. He's always wearing like a surgical mask. Yeah, but always riding the bottom of his chin. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's never up. Not yeah. even not once. You don't have to wear them, right? It's not mandatory. Uh no, but the, no, but COVID is crazy at the moment. Like. If there's just a breakout at New Zealand's Dancing with the Stars, I hear. No, like, uh, yeah, but I'm saying he should. I'm not saying he shouldn't wear the mask. I'm saying if it perm, if it at any point, like no point is ever on your mouth. What's yeah. the point? Yeah, it's, it's a strong point. I mean, you can send him an email in your own personal time. Besides voicing that, um, Paul, you got any Celtics uh, bucks takes to uh, get uh, out there? No, I was just looking at the the threes, and I they definitely shot heaps of threes. Like, no, they did. Oh, you're trying to back up your point from yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, just it seems. And, like, and, and you've also you've been doing some JT style research where yeah, you, you spend 15 minutes okay. on the internet and come out and go, they shot lots of threes. I, I know they did. You're the right. Timberwolves led the league t- this year with just under 15 per game mm. threes made. I didn't know, today they had they had 22 and the mm. the Bucks had four. I think. Mm. What do you guys reckon? Blow it up for the Bucks. No. Run it back one more year. <laughs> um, I mean, it needs. Definitely run it back. I think they were the favourites this year until Middleton got injured. I thought they've got a great roster construction. They need to not have Grace and Allen on the floor, like right? Like the modern NBA, you need a switching defence. And when you've got like one of those small white guys on the floor, um, you're probably going to be in trouble. Um, should we move to the other series now that are less fresh in our minds? Um, yeah. Warriors-Grizzlies, that was a wild ride and so oh, entertaining. Yeah. And the trash talk between them and Ja Morant on Twitter and uh, uh, like social media pages like ESPN leaving like key parts of quotes out of clips to fake news. It was, it really had it all. I could not believe that game where the Warriors lost by 50 points to the um, the Grizzlies without uh, without Ja Morant. It was just, it was... The Grizzlies oh. almost did it. They almost got to game seven without Ja Moran. It would have been amazing. You know that meme that's like, tell me you're a something without telling me you're a something? Mm-hmm. My big one is like, tell me you don't watch any playoffs, and specifically mm-hmm. the Grizzlies, without telling me it, for people that are like, oh, I can't believe they came so close without Ja Moran. I'm sorry. Moran, wow, shots I, you know I me. love him. You know I love <laughs> you specifically. You know I love Ja, but he, he's a net negative in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Tyus oh. Jones is equal, if not greater. If you if you like, even were, if you're as Bertans as a better defender than you, you don't you don't belong in the playoffs. There, I said it. But no, but like, so your favorite player, you hate Morant now, all of a sudden after loving him all season. <laughs> you love Luka Doncic, and he people are saying the exact same thing about nah, him. Luka's not three Luka, games of the NBA. Luka could, can defend when it, but he's just trying to fat, like protect himself from fouls. Protect his, <laughs> he's not fat, he's just trying to protect his ribs with extra padding. Yeah, I genuinely believe that to be true. Yeah, okay. He's trying to protect but, his, the irony was he got he got so many fouls in those first two games. Yeah, and that's why he had to stop fouling. Now, do you think, is Pat Beverly a good offensive player? And this is okay, not anti-Luca, <laughs> but 
would you say Luca complains when he commits fouls? Like he's like shocked often. Like like yeah, bro, yeah. That, like he's like what? He's one of the worst complainers yes. I think the NBA has yes, ever seen. Because someone just said, "What's your Mount Rushmore?" and I included Luca. And then a Mavs fan was like, "Luca doesn't complain um, when he fouls." And and then literally that was before a game. And then he he did five fouls, yeah. and I just interesting. Paul, I, I love interested. how you always. You always so come I, like locked and loaded with some no, straw man arguments you had with weirdos on Twitter. No, no, like, I mean, yeah, that guy's, that guy's crazy. Luca famously, he complains four after out of every five. ball. No, four, four out of five. There was one he didn't, the first one. But, Luca um, goes ropeable out of out of bounds, shot clock violations. He just, the guys, I find, I, I don't understand what JT sees in him besides um, white skin. Because I find Luka Doncic to be one of the most hateable stars in the NBA. No, that's and I try and no, like him, false. and that's I try false. and love to love his trash um, Jordans, new Jordans. I bet you've already pre-ordered them, have you? Not JT. No, but okay. But do you not like it how he talks trash to the, like people's bench and just fans all the yeah, time, and, and then backs it up? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. And he did, he did have that legendary call, didn't he? He said, "What did he say?" He said, "It's easy to talk trash when you're winning." Mm. And then the next two games, he destroyed them. So, yeah, props to that. I think he's all around a, just a genuinely one of the most fun people in the NBA. <laughs> we know you love him. You don't have to express it. And shit, I want to see him beat the Warriors as well. Let's talk about the Warriors for a second, though, because they have seemingly the most veteran team, and they're playing against this like bunch of inexperienced newbies i mean i mean they called themselves a dynasty but i mean they were a little bit far off that and the warriors at times looked like the more inexperienced team with clay doing like one-footed three-point fadeaways and um their defense looking shambolic and oh so many turnovers like how many times do the warriors in a game just heave the ball into the stands I hate yeah. them. I genuinely have never hated. We them, we know we 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 know you, we know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Paul, have you got something to say about your Warriors? Oh, I love the Warriors. Okay, um, yeah, we know you do too. I, was, <laughs> I meant like, are you are you predicting them to go far? Are you surprised um, they oh, had so I'm many sticking, problems with the Grizzlies? I'm sticking with them. I'm sticking with them um, beating the Mavs. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I I wasn't surprised. I think you were the one who was saying the Mavs were going to get swept. Uh, sorry, the um, Grizzlies were going to get swept. Yeah. I thought, and I, I, thought, I stand by that. I thought yeah. the Grizz would. I think they only won two games, right? I thought they might. I mean, the best player, their star offensive player, did get injured. Nah, but again, it's that's they're kind of a team. Like I kind of, they're a team. Yeah, they're a team. Um, and I like the Grizzlies. I got a little bit. I went a little, soured a little bit on Dylan Brooks. I don't love, fully love his vibe all the time, but um, oh, Dylan Brooks is pretty horrific. But, um, it's his, um, it's his goatee he, that really oh, makes He has me... one of the worst aesthetics in terms of um, the goatee and also his shot is weird as heck. Um, yeah. but, he, um, he will pro- worse he, than slow-mo? Worse than slow-mo? <laughs> yeah. Aesthetic or than worse. slow-mo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle Anderson? Yeah. You, do you like his... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he Against looks great. Sophia was like, what's wrong with that guy? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> just, he's like, he's, he, I don't think he's trying at all. And I was like, that, he's literally his nickname is Slow Mo. She's like, I know that. But even for someone who's nicknamed Slow Mo, <laughs> is he slow. okay? <laughs> he, had, he had a pretty good series, though, all things considered. Like, he can, um, he can, for a guy, yeah, he can operate. It's a shape, yeah. Oh, the Grizzlies, um, like, people, I didn't really see the quote where someone said it was a dynasty, but I assume what they meant was, like, we, we're a future dynasty. Because they, yeah, I, 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 the second yeah. youngest team in the NBA, and to already be as good as they are, yeah, but, also the second yeah. lowest payroll, I think. Um, Huge coming out party for Jaron Jackson Jr. as well. Oh Paul. yeah, 
a real favourite of the pod. We stand. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Anyway, R.I.P. to the Grizzlies. Sorry, Jay. I, I, I cut you off oh, before. Sorry. That's fine. I just was going to say about the Warriors. I do um, have a oh, lot it'd be, of respect it'd be so, for It'd be so funny if you said, oh, "I just want to say I hate the Warriors." No, I do yeah, hate yeah. the Warriors. But the reason I hate the Warriors is I actually love the Warriors' style of play. What mm. amazing, beautiful basketball! I love some of the personalities. Love yeah. that Clay's come back looking good on both ends. Mm. But it's just little things annoy me so much, like Draymond yeah. Green blowing, like did got finally got a bucket after like blowing three laps in a row, and did mm. like the strong man muscle thing. And it's like shot. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. You're like ten points up on a team that's like doesn't have their star and. Is like twenty years old on every. <laughs> I, love, years old, yeah. I love that You're video the of um that game where they lost by like fifty points, and they were, you know how they did that whoop that trick whoop that um the Grizzlies. Oh, can you explain? Can you explain what yeah, whoop that trick was? Either. I didn't understand. I don't fully know, but I think trick is like almost a replacement for the B word. B I T C H. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, trick is like um also. Like turning tricks, right? Or is it turning tricks? Is like sex work? Oh, I don't think it's that. Well, I think it sounds, it's... well. I mean, don't <laughs> say that then. Um, but um, but anyway, and they were doing it, and they were had the towels going, and there was a guy on the stage doing it, and then the, did you see that clip of Draymond, just like smiling? Yeah, that heaps. was pretty good. It was crazy. It was so, so 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 the Grizzlies were doing it because um, they're up fifty and yeah. mocking and mocking Draymond them, and Draymond. There. He was like out on the court. Like um, face to face with a dancer, smile with a with what I would describe as a crazed smile on his face. Yeah, I'm um, yeah. doing it back to him. He is a bit psychotic. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you that. But he it's 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 endlessly entertaining. And shout to Dylan Brooks as well, who I think Dylan Brooks he's just a young idiot as you'd expect. Um, that quote was a little bit out of context. And all these players, it's like how I was saying before, Devin Booker um, taking shots at Aiton. I was like, he's just lost a devastating game. He's exhausted after a seven game series. If you put a mic in his face, he's going to say something slightly Who said something stupid? Oh, Booker was just kind of, um, he was given a softball question about whether A wants Aiton back. And he said that's between him and the front office. And he likes him personally. Like, he didn't he didn't really back Aiton up. And, yeah, and the yeah. coach also was a little bit dismissive about Aiton's. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, quick, it's going to happen. Quick question for me. A couple of quick questions. Mm. One is, Curry, do you reckon he's on a, on a, they should get rid of him? Can't shoot. shoot if you can't if you can't shoot all you've got is all he's got is that annoying um, mouth guard thing. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you said that though because that is the worrying thing about the Warriors, right? Like Clay's coming back from injury. He's playing big minutes though, and and looking uh, everywhere from excellent and back to his best to horrific. Um, Draymond is really looking off the pace. It may just be matching up with this really young, athletic, energetic team, but it's. It's it's hard it's hard to say like maybe when they're up against Maxi Kleber they might look a bit better but like the um, the Mavs definitely give you a run through the money but Steph is the big one right like he's the potential MVP candidate who seems to be just not quite right. Yeah, I don't know. He's I'll tell you uh, uh, the whole thing. The whole playoffs has just confirmed my theory that in regular season transition points should be um, like times zero point five in the records. Because it's not real. Like, it's fake numbers. Every team that's good in transition in the regular season sucks in the playoffs. Hmm. And the, um, and the yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I was going to say there's quite a bit of transition. A lot of offensive rebounds. This I feel like this um, this playoff so far has been defined by um, uh, mid-range and 
offensive rebounds and turnovers are like the, the weird stats that just like, you don't often see a lot of offensive rebounds until this year where it's like, there's teams like the Bucks and Suns. I mean, those two teams lost today, so that's a bad sign. Who just have a big guy under the rim who seems to be a specialist offensive rebounder. It's kind of not something we've seen for a few years, I feel. I don't know. Yeah, it is strange. Um, final question on the Warriors. Do you, who do you think's got the most... most Hateable face. No, yeah. the most annoying looking fans in the NBA <laughs> because for me it's a dead heat between Warriors fans in the stadium and Celtics fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, Celtics, yeah. they had the UFC guy there, um, his stupid face. I think it was Oh, the no, UFC I'm guy. talking about your average like middle manager from tech companies. Oh, like okay. I'm going to say this right now. Man. I'm going to say this right now. By a mile, it's uh, Dallas. By a mile. What? The, the, <laughs> hey, did you not see? Did you not see the guy who was drunkenly hugging Chris Paul's family, and Chris Paul threatened to fight oh. him? He's like, "I'll see this kid after the game." Yeah, but and that, his like, mum in white jeans, like the whole, the, absolutely disgusting. Dallas by a mile. I'd say what all about, the crowds don't look great, to be honest. <laughs> Even today, the sad shots of the Phoenix fans. Phoenix is up there, I think, with with trash fans. But the Mavericks have that group of dads that dances those like porky dads that dance at <laughs> halftime. You're talking hell. I'm sorry, this is an outrageous call you've just made. No, um, can I say a thing about the, um, the guys? We're not even mentioning Miami. <laughs> they don't even bother going. They don't even get there till like, the third quarter. And yeah, then I know, leave but, the game. They, but they still do eventually come and. And they deserve to be in the conversation as well. No, no, but like, um, I think it's cool they shot late. Like they're like, they should yeah, show up just... late in like some white ripped jeans <laughs> <laughs> and some like Gucci shoes and a um sanger. Can I um can I unload here for a second though? Um, those dads, uh, the, the the large body men, and my question for JT in the group chat that I, I'm, the, I'm the only one who writes in was, um, if you're in the overweight um, dance crew from Dallas crew, who I do respect greatly. Um, and you happen to lose weight, um, are you kicked out of the crew? And I, I, and I can so. tell you the answer to this. Because it, because what they are, so the Dallas Maniacs are actually a dance crew. They're not. So um, I falsely believed that they were just the dancing members of a broader fan group. <laughs> and so that if you lost weight, you just like got absorbed back into the group and one of the other fatter members <laughs> went on stage. But they are actually specialists. So I, I think you, I think... Actually, they might you might get ejected because there's I, one guy there that looked. Um, he was like doing. He was like hiding the fact that he wasn't. Isn't that <laughs> like he was layering around the waist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wearing a lot of layers. I saw that guy too. Paul, <laughs> I've I've seen them in the past, and I just don't think they're very good at dancing. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, in terms of Mike, dance cr- cr- crews in the NBA, I think they might be the worst I've seen. No. <laughs> okay. Well, my question is the guy. Do you know the guy in the Maniacs who has a blue goatee and a blue yeah. mohawk? Yeah. Yeah. It, does he have like? Does he like work as a panel beaters Monday to Friday? Like, what, is he is he committed to the Maniacs life like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That can't be easy to maintain. Well, it must so, be hard to be a maniac and get another job because there's a real like if you're a maniac. <laughs> Well, and my hide. question is, so if he has to spend his life having a blue mohawk and a blue goatee, does the guy that wears the big donut around a gold chain, does he have to wear that at all times? Like, does he <laughs> go to a job interview in his, in his giant donut? I'm going to get you guys... It's funny when, when a team's wheel out, um, it's usually not every game, but sometimes they'll wheel out a dance crew that's all old people. And they'll, that. they'll But they'll be garbage at dancing again. And then garbage. a few of them you'll see and you'll be like, okay, that guy's like 45. 
Yeah. Like he shouldn't yeah. be in there. Like, yeah, I'll, not, I'll, I'll like, tell with you. Like, there's a few people who have snuck in, and they're always the better dancers, so your eye is drawn to them. But anyway. Adam Silver should go down there and personally remove all the. Um, <laughs> it, it, to go into an old person's dance crew, I reckon you need to be over sixty-five. I think that's the rule. At the end of the um, season, we should do a dra- we should dra- do a draft for the Maniac accessories. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd go steampunk cool. goggles number one, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what about has anyone seen the bucket drummer? I can't remember which team has them now. One team pulls out a bucket drummer. It might be it might be Golden State, and so they just play a normal song. They play like one of those. The NBA only seems to have a, a CD with only about three songs in it for their timeouts. They play one of their three songs, probably turn down for what, and the dancers dance. And there's a bucket drummer who just gets in there and just butchers the song. And I, I think it's so funny. I've filmed it. I'll have to share it with you guys. Have uh, anyone seen that guy? No. Yeah, I, I like the bucket drummer. The Get him a I, drum kit. The only one I don't like is the guy that does the live painting of Luca during Mavs games. He is like, does it real fast. Yeah. No, wait, this sounds like a joke. Is that real? No, that's real. Um, but the one that I'm quite obsessed with at the moment is the guy with the chihuahua. Oh yeah. And, oh, and my We've talked about him before. Horrific. But but does he have a backup Chihuahua in training? I bet I, he does. I don't want to think the worst, but quite a lot of eggs in that basket. <laughs> <laughs> if that Chihuahua dies, which it probably will, because it's probably so inbred it can't get on a plane, which it has to do because it travels to NBA half times throughout the world. Um, yeah, you're right. It's a dangerous game. Can I say this? And I've probably made this this comment before, but I've fleshed it out. There's still something cringe about the NBA dynamic. The players are highly paid. They're all African-American, except for the players that JT exclusively supports. The crowd tickets are unbelievably expensive. It's probably 95% white people, right? There's something... I've, I've already commented on how funny the trampoline dunkers are, and people always go, when like creeps always go on the internet, go like, if you just make some comment slightly derogatory about you know white people murdering indigenous people or something like that they'll come on and go you're embarrassed to be white and i'm like yeah i am when i watch an nba game and the the black people are out there dump, dunking and the white guys come on at halftime with a trampoline and the black guys when they dunk they just high five or something casual the white guys go out there and do these shitty trampoline dunks and then celebrate like they've just won the world cup final so i agree i'm totally with you except you it's not the tramp guys that are embarrassing it's the people in the crowd yeah, no, the people like, in the crowd, that, that's that's embarrassing, the dynamic of, of 100% black on the court in, in a lot of no, games. I, I don't mean I don't mean just... 100% white audience. I don't mean just contrast. I mean the actual people themselves. Oh, no, no hugely. The, there was a yeah. guy in the... Um, oh, I can't remember. It might have been the Suns game. I can't remember what game it was. Dressed in like a three... Oh, I think it was the Raptors. Dressed in like a three-piece suit. Who was like... And I'm sitting to another guy in like a business suit who were just exclusively like doing some sort of deal the whole game. Like, <laughs> like like they would just happen to be walking past the stadium and we're like, hey, anywhere we can get a seat around here? Yeah. Like who, and got people that wear sunglasses, that really annoys me. That gets my goat. If you're not an athlete or a rapper, do not wear sunglasses. And that and that, uh, that applies to Ja Morant's dad. And then <laughs> the other thing that really gets me, and this really winds me up, if you're a kid that's rich enough to be sitting on courtside, even if you're not on the floor, and yeah. you come. I saw a guy in a Jason Tatum jersey at the Suns Mavericks on the floor. Mm. That mm. It, someone should. I don't. I do not believe in violence, but you know, someone just <laughs> someone, someone should, should uh, that take that trick. Guy out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Far out. Rip that, tr whip that trick. The more I hear it, the more I'm like, that's got to be better. And trick is a common, I feel like rappers use it a lot, um, turning tricks back in high school. Like, it's definitely money for sex. And uh, anyway. No, that's not uh, what. I'm, okay. I, I but that's what tricks mean. JT, no, no, but tricks, now, a, tricks is also a thing in a card game. It's also something you do on a skateboard. Yeah, like, it's a, it's he's um the guy Al Capone is a rapper and he was a massive just brooch fan. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and also can I say dancing girls as well? It's weird. It's weird to have all black people play on the court, and I know every dance team has like a couple of brown women, but like it's it, it is an awkward dynamic when they're like time for the white woman dancing. It just it just makes me cringe a little bit. But I mean, the, thus well, is. I'll be up dancing. I'll be up dancing next year during the Grizzlies playing Al Capone's next hit, The Full Mazir. <laughs> I think there's an. I think there's an. I think there's an high easy way to, to get around guys' issue, and it's having um, um, destroy colonial borders. No, no, it's um, a minimum amount of white players you have to have on your team. <laughs> We and need the more white the guys in the league. The Bucks and the Mavs, and actually, weirdly, the Heat are actually making that quota, so shout out to them. And I want to say on the record that Luca is even my, my favorite player on the Mavs. My favorite players on the Mavs are go Dorian Finney-Smith, a.k.a. Yeah, yeah. Dodo, I, I was and like, Tim Hardaway. So, oh, it would have been so sweet if you'd said other white guys. Playing, right? <laughs> nah, he's injured. He's got one of the Nicest coolest looks. I jump shots? No, it, I just think his, his whole... Swag. His whole kind of, he's just got a great beard and a great look. Okay, we're going we're to we're power through because we haven't even talked about the Sixers. Sorry, I know I've done most of the talking. Um, predictions for that, for that series. Uh, Warriors, Grizzlies. I just want to hear some wild Grizzlies thoughts. are gone. Mavericks. Oh, oh I predict sorry. the Grizzlies to lose in two. Yeah. <laughs> and then I predict. <laughs> two. <laughs> Mavs in four. You hit it here. I'm calling the sweep. Are you wow. doing a joke? No, no, no joke. Just be serious. Is that oh, your genuine prediction? My genuine prediction is 4-1 to the Mavs. 4-1. I'll go okay, Warriors in. Cool. Is Steve Kerr coming back? Uh, yeah, I'd say he's just got COVID. So, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. He does have a lot of other health issues. I'll so go I don't Warriors know, in so. um, Warriors in six. Before before the Grizzlies series, I would have said Warriors in, in five. But I'm actually changing my prediction here. It's going to be tight, I think. And I'm going to go, and I, I hope for this as well. I'm going to say Mavs, and I'm going to say Mavs. I can't believe I'm saying this because I don't rate the Mavs at all, but the Warriors just look so shaky and the Mavs' defense looks so good. And uh, Luca is going to shoot 30 shots a game and score 30 points, and people are going to be like, wow, what a performance. And uh, I'm going to say Mavs in seven again, seven, game seven Luca. Love it. I love to see it. Um, can we just East. talk briefly? Um, oh, sorry, Paul? Are we going to say the East? Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna briefly just talk about uh, the Philadelphia 76ers going out with a whimper. Shout out to Embiid. I mean, people are being pretty harsh on him and going like, "Oh, he's been the common denominator in a in a in a flop by the Sixers every year." But playing with a broken face like that and re-injuring it during the game and stuff—that's like that's like saying horrific. that's like saying a a, a, um, a jet plane engine is the common factor in jet plane crashes. Oh, look how JT, I really triggered you with that. Eh? I'm not saying everyone was saying that. I was just throwing out like a devil's advocate well, opinion. Uh, here's another trend. Doc, I love, like, I, Doc Rivers absolutely has my begrudging respect, but has refusal to take, ever take any personal accountability or responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> and just, and also, yeah, same yeah. with Embiid. Same with Embiid, though. Embiid's taking shots at Harden. Like, Embiid every year has some shitty excuse. Have, did they like say that. anything this year, either of them? 
But yeah, Doc, Doc Rivers was like immediately after the game was like, yeah, I sort of knew we weren't good enough to beat them. It's like, yeah, hey, was, isn't that like, specifically yeah. your coat? Isn't this your job? Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, but uh, Harden was uh, was kind of being thrown under the bus a little bit as well. Who knows what was up with that crazy guy? Put him in the same category as Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, where it's just like, what an amazing mystery man. The fact that he like scored like what four points in the second half or did it was it what was it I can't remember just just so interesting to see Harden just evaporate it's just like again it's, it's just like someone who like if you drink every day or whatever you have a drinking problem you can't just suddenly after 10 years be like well I guess some people can but it's hard to kick that habit right James Harden's addicted to ISO he yeah. can't. He can't just suddenly be like, "I'm not going to be an ISO player." No, but play. it was time to do some ISO in Game Seven of the series when you're James Harden and you're going for a 270 million dollar contract this year. But he can't blow by anyone, so then he just gets he, he's isolating, but in a negative sense, <laughs> i.e., on an island that he can't get off. So, so <laughs> I, 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 I'll say this to you. Um, I'll say this to you, and this might hurt you in your heart, but I. I have on this podcast consistently, I mean, I'm not consistent and I have consistently, the, I mean, the only thing consistent about me is I've consistently the worst takes on this podcast, which is pretty impressive when you consider the sort of stuff that's coming out of girls' <laughs> mouths. Um, I will say that I've consistently hated the um, Philadelphia process. And I do think this is basketball, just like the Warriors did a deal with the devil um, by signing KD and have since been cursed. And I no doubt Steph Curry, heaven forbid, will get injured in the next round anyway. Um, but uh, and they're cursed. Philly, from doing the process, are actually cursed. I love to see it. I love to see Manchester City lose the Champions League, and I love to see Philly face two hundred seventy million dollar five year contract to Harden. There's there's allegations that he might go cheaper. I love to see them stuck with Doc, Doc Rivers' huge contract. I love to see them being screwed. One, I love to see Jimmy Butler walking down the tunnel, listing the players who Philadelphia signed over him. It's just such a fantastic shit show. So great he got to eliminate them. And Philadelphia, you deserve this. Jo- Joel Embiid, I feel sorry for you, and I do like you as a player, but um, it's unfortunate your team is cursed. Jimmy Butler sure made me eat a lot of crow. I will admit that. Yeah, did some crow. Paul? Uh, what's the question? Oh, I was just like, any thoughts about um, Philadelphia and or the uh, no, team just, that beat them, the Miami Heat? Uh, no, I didn't watch that much of that series, but um, I'm just now, I'm trying to think who my prediction should be for the Celtics Heat. And it's, I think yeah. it could be interesting. JT, do you want to maybe swing Paul's opinion? I think the Celtics are the favorites. I think the Celtics are the favorites. With no Kyle mm. Lowry, as much yeah. as I love Gabe Vincent, Is Lowry I just out? don't see it. There's not a lot of creation. As much as I love Gabe Vincent as a sentence I've never and her, heard. Her de- and I've definitely heard of and they Gabe Vincent before like one week ago. Um, some crow <laughs> i got to chew on is Jimmy Butler so far has been unbelievably good and almost like the MVP of the playoffs. So shout out to him. I do think the the two teams they've beaten have been huge mismatches, especially because they, they got two games in the series without Embiid because the bloody Raptors, uh, mm. sorry about that, broke his face. Um, Who did the Heat uh, have in the first round? The Hawks. 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 They, the, Heat, the Heat, in my mind, have not looked good because they're offensively weak, but Jimmy Butler, while he's hitting shots, can do anything and will can do all things. What's the Steph Curry's motto? I can do all things. Are you um, are your predictions that... So, actually, I'm interested in both your predictions. Harden and 
and or Doc Rivers, where, are they staying at Philly next year? Well, they've already said that um, uh, Rivers is staying. Maury's already said that, which is horrific. Yeah, but Maury um, tells lies. It was funny watching the um, LA Lakers. Uh, the LA Lakers. Yeah, it'd be great if, if Maury lied about that. They're, they're snookered. They can't do anything else. Um, LA Lakers fans celebrating that Doc Rivers was staying in Philly was the funniest thing to me. But that's because I was thinking more, that's Maury's only play is to get on all the podcasts, get on like Woj and whoever else has one, and be like, Doc is the greatest coach ever. <laughs> Do not try and sign him. <laughs> and people's like, yeah, it's, you know what? Doc's right. All those 3 1 losses weren't his fault. Yeah, Philadelphia wasn't a massive favorite. We never had a good squad. He's never mm. really had a chance here. No one signed yeah. him. Yeah, but the Harden question is more interesting, and I don't know what to do with it. I think Harden probably will. He's had so, so much money in his career. Yeah, he, he, he hit his ball. Um, trade him to Sacramento. He's, he, no, no, Paul, he, 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 like, this year he can either pick up an option or sign a new deal, um, or he can walk as a free agent. Oh, so they don't need to keep him? No, 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 no. no but it's just they let him go for nothing otherwise. Yeah, they've and got no cap space. that free up? Oh, it won't free up. Uh, money, nah, because he's it, he's a uh, it, it doesn't he'd still be over. So they sort of need to keep him. It's like almost the they have to to yes. trade. They're rooted. Yeah. They're rooted. Now, it's, it's good to they, watch. Like I reckon you take him off, and that's a solid. That's that should be a solid team. What I don't th- I don't think they're better. If you don't if you don't replace them with anyone else, they're not yeah, better. Yes. Well, what they should um, do is they should have him again. I just always I just never understand the like starting five and coming off the bench stigma where it's like, you know, just have to have him run the second, the second unit and just, but they've got more problems than that. They got Tobias Harris earning $30 million a year who looks pretty ropey. Maxi is a good, good up and coming piece that you can maybe trade, but then he's your only speed and athleticism you have. Um, but quite flawed in the playoffs as, as you've ever seen in that series, um, he... getting a little bit exposed. And if and you know if James Harden gets released, then he's gonna like full nutty professor at come back like real, <laughs> come back real ripped. Like because I didn't realize I was like, oh man, it's it's funny to think there's only a few years between Jimmy Butler and Harden. Thinking like Harden's like three or four years older, they're, they're the exact same age. Like yeah, it's wow. it doesn't James Harden's not like he, this is not like LeBron yeah. at forty. But um, but it, he could, it could be one of those situations. Like everyone was asking after the game today, Chris Paul, are you injured? Because it's, it's amazing to see someone just halfway through a series just disintegrate like that. Um, just because he turned thirty-seven, can they sign same with Harden? Harden has not been the sign same. Yeah, but Paul, who's going to sign and trade for no, Harden? Like Lakers, the Kings, send them, Paul, send them Westbrook. Paul, 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 you don't understand. So if you sign a big contract, generally you have a no trade clause, and if if they do, they get a huge bonus. So that's already it. Um, and normally you get to choose like where you're getting traded to. And you've got to remember, Maury and Harden are friends, which makes this more hilarious. The only p- potential good outcome for the Philadelphia 76ers is Harden finds it in his heart with his mate Maury to, take, uh, to not take 270 million five years, whatever that is. It's like over $50 million a year to become the second highest paid player in the NBA well, surely, or whatever. Surely he's not worth that. He's not worth it. Oh, he, but he was like a year ago when he was I know, I know, Rockets. but like... But like, things yeah. change. You you, yeah. you you don't you don't sign someone for the last year. You sign them for the next year. Well, this is this is the, I mean this is this is the fear, right? Like he was a lock for that. He he he's going to say I'm worth that because if you look at his unbelievable track record. So yeah, it's a it's a tricky situation. The only hope is that he cuts them a deal and goes, look, I'll play for thirty million as opposed to forty five million or whatever. Trade okay. for Westbrook. 
Trade him for Wes. Great Which trade. team would that help? Who 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 says no? Who says yes? Oh, wouldn't it, wouldn't you just love to see Russell Westbrook and Embiid just <laughs> clogging up the Battling pain that. together? Yeah. Battling. Um, okay. Um, so I'm strongly favouring the Celtics, um, even though I don't really like them and I kind of hate Tatum. I mean, he's put out some amazing performances, and uh, uh, yeah, I think the Heat will give him a hard time though, and the Heat never lose in like. They never go down easy, so I'd say Celtics in six, maybe. I'm saying Celtics in six also. I think I'm I'm sticking uh, with you guys. I'm going Celtics as well um, in um, six or seven. So I know we always I know we always um, call the finals, but do you guys have a strong JT? You're going to come out and say Luca's going to be the greatest player of all time. Um, yeah, I've said it since day one of the season. Mavericks for the title. Yeah, and, and, and who are they going to beat? The Celtics in seven. Another sweep. Go eight, eight games from now. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> four, three, four, four, finals 4-3 four, to the Mavericks. Wow, wow, that's exciting stuff. It would be amazing after not I actually think the, Celtics. the Jazz or the, um, whoever they just beat, the, the Suns to just suddenly start sweeping. I feel like, unfortunately, the Celtics are like a great matchup for either team. I, I will say this because I was kind of rooting for the Bucks and sad to see them going out, but hey, they were beaten by a better team on on the day. Um, uh, it's crazy the schedule. They have to play in two days. Like a grueling series. Like Tatum was looking gassed in some of those games. Like it was almost lucky he got foul trouble so he could sit down a little bit. Uh, and I know they're they're still a relatively young team, but in the Heat are high energy, high make your work, and they're going to play them in two days. I was like, that's pretty brutal. I don't rate Tatum. To me, he's just a better looking Dylan Brooks. Yes, so I I do hate him as well, and I called him yeah the 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 fancy. Um, oh, shout out to Icy Hot. Who uh, who's Icy Hot again? Uh, he got terrible injury, sad end to his injury. Who's that? You know, I got to do it one time. Who's that guy from the Spurs? From the oh Danny Green. Oh, Danny sorry, Green I'm laughing at do it one time, not the injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Danny Green, um, you know, you know, he had to do it one time, but unfortunately, probably possibly career-ending injury there. Um, uh, I mean, again, that's what you get for doing memes at the Holocaust Memorial or whatever. Um, I shouldn't have said that. Is it that uh, time? Oh wait, we can't. We, I thought we were, we were just going. We we're just heading home. So we're in the home, home stretch. Well, surely we don't need the theme <laughs> one more music, stop. but we gotta just talk magic briefly. Yeah, briefly, you got to talk about them. What's well, going on with the Magic Ball? Is it tomorrow, maybe? The uh, NBA draft lottery <laughs> is either tomorrow or the day after. Um, oh so I feel like, Paul, the Magic in their history... They either drop brutally or they get the number one pick. There's no in between with them, eh? Um, yeah, they've. I think the falling is is kind of a, a theme. Um, but they do have two two of the great, the best like number one picks. Yeah, because you know? the yeah, number yeah. one pick's not easy. You forget that, like, uh, like the, the you get Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, two number one picks, and you're like, great, we're going to be a, a dynasty, and you you're the, the Timberwolves going out in the first round. I honestly right? think often having number one is a um, curse. Curse, yeah. And you want well, to... especially because they're incompetent teams who don't know what they're doing. But it's like, like the magic. No, no, but also I think so often it's like we're one, and everyone is saying 
you got to take this guy. And it's yeah. almost like you lose your free will and it's like, oh, okay, I have got to take this guy regardless of, yeah. of whatever. And, um, and this year it's like the guy is Chet Holmgreen, like this incredibly skinny white guy. We did talk about him last podcast. JT, yeah. sorry, you wanted to weigh in there? I was going to say, I think traditionally um, you get the best players around eight in the, in the draft. Mm. Well, here, yeah. here's, here's the problem with the draft. This is where the Wagners tend to fall. This is where, but that's really where you start having free will, you know, where you're not just taking the guys you no, want to take. Here's the thing. The best, the draft players are too young, right? They're all 19 years old. That's too young to determine what sort of superstar a player is going to be in, in most cases. So you, you pick the most um, looking good at 19 player, but in reality, the look most looking good at 19 player is going to be a gamble who you're not going to pick up until like 12. Or, you know, Giannis was an absolute joke when he was drafted. Like people couldn't even, people questioning the size of basketball he was using. Or like, you know, he looked like a, people were joking about his, him looking like a daddy long legs. You know, and three years later, he's like the undisputed best player in the NBA. Yeah, I said it. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like it's impossible to pick, and the number one pick, you're right, is a curse. Just for some quick hist- um, context, history context, I've actually just looked up all the eight number uh, number eight picks. Some mm. incredible names in there: <laughs> McStauskas, mm. Terrence Ross, another beloved Orlando player, Jordan Play Hill, on. Channing Fry. Hey, yeah, she's pretty good. Desagna yeah. Diop, and actually, oh, and a huge shout out. I want to give a shout out to a guy that. I've forgotten over the years who I recently saw emerge for some crunch playoff minutes for the Mavericks, and that's Frank Nilakina. Shout out. Shout yeah, out wow. to Frank. Paul, um, Paul where do you think the Magic are going to... Well, if they yeah. fall outside the top three, I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> please don't do that, Paul. And to anyone listening as well, please don't. It's never... It's never. I mean, unless you're a Magic fan, it's not, it's not worth it. And if you're a Magic fan, you've lasted this long. Hmm. <laughs> But I think um, I also think the magic. Get... Jonathan Isaac does not believe you don't go to heaven if you commit suicide, I, which is a real shame. I'm really hoping they get the second pick or first. But I mean, I want currently what I want is Jabari Smith, and I think if if they take Chet number one, whoever that is, oh. it will be the Pistons or something. Um, then we'll have Jabari at two, and we'll be please there. Pistons, not another large white guy. And this Chet white guy might be good. It's just like. Too many shades of... No, he's not, he's not as white as you think. If you have a look at him, I think just open your mind. <laughs> he, <laughs> that um, was a Kyrie-level shit. He, um, he actually played high school basketball with Jalen Suggs. I watched a, a video last night titled A Day in the Life with Jalen Suggs. Yeah, but I think we... I, I mean, all these, all, all these players and all these yeah. matchups now are played against each other, and I think we no, can no, no, gather that quite... every good player plays, plays in... There's like three teams agree. in high school in America. But, but yes, often that is the case, where it's like, oh, they all played together at um, Oak Hill or Montverde Academy. Or, or Julian Newman's Ignite Academy. <laughs> yeah, which was in Orlando, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, always in Orlando. All these teams play in the Orlando League. Mont- Montverde is you think, I mean, You think Orlando would be able to draft better, considering they're all literally but, playing in their own stadium. But... Um, this was a small school in Minnesota, and this is how small it was, because Jalen Suggs was not only like Mr. Basketball of Minnesota, he was also Mr. Football of Minnesota, and he was That's the, cool. he was the quarterback. But cool. his school fo- was so small that the um, that their I guess actually this is kind of going against what I'm saying, because they were so small that their football team was actually three high schools combining 
to make oh, wow. a football team. Um, yeah, it's, that's still cool. Yeah. You'd be annoyed, though, if you were, like, the best quarterback at your school and then you had to merge with another school and, and it has Jalen Suggs. But anyway, <laughs> I guess you could change school. It's quite interesting that you play quarterback at high school when you're sick, you assume he'll be focusing as quickly as possible on basketball. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I guess it would help your passing you know, Check stuff. out his highlights. Um, any final major – that's in the Magic Mayhem, Paul. Thanks for contributing that. Who do you want them to pick? Uh, yeah, well, I haven't done my full stats thing, but currently, oh, superficial uh, glance, I'd say Jabari Smith. Yes, I'm oh, sorry you did say that. Um, yeah. Any final NBA thoughts before we go? Nothing from no, me. Nothing Paul, we'd love, love, ha- love to have you swing in, Paul, and um, amazing com- comedic timing. We were trying to get the Bismack Biambo slander to go as long as possible, and you just... It was great you came in there. It made me laugh a lot. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. Good luck to all those players, people who's still got their teams, especially JT, who was wearing his Mavs beads and his Mavs jersey on the pod. Um, yeah, good luck for the next round. It's going to be a thriller. Um, I've been Guy Williams. Come on, Magic. Get that. Get a top three pick. Yeah, let's go, Magic. Um, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Good night. Do you remember him? I've been at the skies. You remember me when the west wind moves upon the fields of Bali. Beyond the fields of Bali, you forget the sun in his jealous sky. Do you remember? I said this too early. Me, I've been at the skies as we walked in fields of gold. That's really good.